Takes his drop. Throws on the seam to Bushman. They got it for the touchdown! What a play call on fourth and one. That's a line drive, and it is picked off. Warner down the sideline to the goal line. And it's a touchdown if it stands. Pressure from behind. Manga flips it into the end zone. Touchdown, BYU! Intercepted by Kainakua. His second pick of the night. Touchdown, BYU! This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now live from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan. And from Boise, Idaho, Spencer Linton. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is a game day, baby, Friday, November 6th. Could you feel the energy in that montage off the top? I did, man. I got goosebumps. Let's go, baby. BYU and Boise State coming up tonight. I am Jerem Jordan, teamed up with Spuddy Buddy. Spencer Linton will join us in a moment from Boise. Man, game day. We've talked about how important this game is. Spuddy, you're not going to react. You're an inanimate object. BYU and Boise State ranked matchup. Biggest game since fill-in-the-blank. If you, if you said biggest game since the national championship, I, I'm going to nod my head. Cotton Bowl, Oklahoma 09, whatever it is, this is a massive game for BYU. We will break it down. In today's show, ad nauseum, matchups to watch, plus game notes and prop picks. Remember when the Boise kid beat the Broncos in miraculous fashion? We will chat with Tanner Mangum, a.k.a. Tyler Magnum. We'll see what he goes by now. How close does BYU Hoops to releasing a schedule? We'll tell you. And who, is, who just validated my scheduling argument? Pretty fun stuff. Let's go to Boise now and bring in Spencer, who uh, we are in pursuit of replacing Spuddy Buddy as the official mascot of Idaho. So do you have any ideas? Also, you're on a golf course. It looks really nice out there, although is it cold out today? Not as cold as it might look with the gray clouds. It's actually pretty favorable, and uh, it's going to get real cold in Boise after tonight. So BYU is fortunate when BYU that wins? way. Is, as that far as the were, mascot search goes, there are multiple factors there, Jerem. <laughs> I, I count on your wit to pick up on those things on a regular basis, so I'm, I'm glad you caught my drift there. Uh, but I, I am searching for a backup up here. Um, Spuddy Buddy is nowhere to be seen right now. We'll see if something shows up later in the show. Okay, I'm, I'm excited to uh, figure that out. So we just gave you the rundown, so let's get to some headlines. It's game day, as you mentioned, Jerem, in the City of Trees. Friday Night Lights in Boise, Idaho, as the number nine and unbeaten 7-0 BYU Cougars visit Albertson Stadium again and the 21st-ranked Boise State Broncos. 9.45 p.m. Eastern, live on FS1 for those interested in watching. For the first time in this rivalry, both teams are currently ranked in the AP Top 25. Boise leads the overall series seven games to three, including a perfect 5-0 record against BYU on the blue turf. Join us at the only place you can watch both teams warm up live on the blue. Countdown to kickoff starts at 8.30 Eastern on BYU TV. I can't wait, man. What a big game. It's a Friday. It's a game day. There's so much juice right now. I, I love it, man. Okay, Cougars in the NFL. Last night, Fred Warner had 13 tackles, 9 solo in a Niners 34-17 loss to the Packers. As a Seahawks fan, that's always a good thing. Others of note in action. Taysom Hill in the Saints against Tom Brady and the Bucks, Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs against the pa- uh, Panthers. And Kyle Van Noy and the Dolphins 
play the Cardinals. Hey, BYU basketball head coach Mark Pope says his program is close to announcing the entirety of the Cougars' 2020-2021 schedule, or at least part of a non-conference schedule. We might announce the schedule is still a couple games un- unfulfilled just so we can get it out. I know time's getting short, but we're, we're, I hope we're really close. I mean, we're going to be close one way or the other. It's just a matter if we get one or two games to finish. But it looks like we might be playing three games in the first four games and six games in the first nine days, maybe something like that. So we'll see. Just give me the schedule. At this point, I am dying to see who this talented BYU basketball team is finally going to face after such a letdown of not being able to play in the NCAA tournament in March. And we're less than three weeks away. Yeah, let's let's get it out there, baby. By the way, I just saw this headline from uh, NBCS 49ers. Aaron Rodgers called Fred Warner's possibly the best middle linebacker in the game. So it's not just uh, Tony Romo, it's Aaron Rodgers as well, which is pretty awesome. Okay, men's golf is in the Russet Collegiate Classic. Make sure you have a tetanus shot before you play in that one. Top performer thus far for the Cougars, Kelton Hirsch, tied for seventh. The final round is today. Hey, you probably need a tetanus shot if you're going to go overseas and watch Elijah Bryant play basketball. The former standout scored 22 points, had four assists and a steal in a Maccabi Tel Aviv loss. Eli currently averaging 10.3 points per game. All right, uh, great stuff. We'll continue to update you on that. Plus, we just got some news uh, regarding men's basketball and uh, a matchup December 1st against uh, USC. So that's Tuesday at Mohegan Sun in uh, Connecticut. It's going to be on ESPN2. That's great. Then the winner-loser plays UConn-Vanderbilt. So we now know officially the BYU is going to play USC on Tuesday, December 1st. And then on uh, Thursday, December 3rd, they will play the winner-loser of... UConn and Vanderbilt. So we knew those three three teams were in there, but uh, this coming out just a moment ago uh, for men's hoops. So that's fantastic. Okay, all rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. There are many good matchups in this one tonight. We've talked about it. Two ranked teams, rivals, wild history on the blue, three one-point losses, a five-point loss the last time BYU was up there with freshman Zach Wilson. So let's break down some of the matchups in the game and declare which team has the advantage in said matchup. Let's start with this one, Spencer. Quarterback, Zach Wilson versus the combination of Hank Bachmeyer and Jack Sears. It's clearly Zach Wilson. I don't know. Remind me, Jerem, does Boise State have a Heisman Trophy candidate or the second-rated overall passer in college football? No, they don't. It's Zach Wilson. However, Boise State's quarterbacks are very capable. I feel like they're in a similar situation to BYU last year where they got a bunch of different guys that can come in and probably get it done. Now, the advantage that BYU gets by having Jack Sears play last week is now they have some tape on him and have an idea of how to defend against him if it's Sears or Bachmeyer. So that actually worked out for BYU well, that they have him on film based on what he did against Air Force last week. Still, the overwhelming advantage is to Zach Wilson and BYU. He's playing with just the utmost confidence. He feels better than ever physically. Uh, to this point, I know he's had uh, a little bit of an injury with the toe, but he says it's a non-factor right now. Shoulder's good. 
the confidence that he displays right now, and until something happens, Jerem, he, he's going to have the advantage against every other quarterback he plays against unless he matches up with some point against Mac Jones or Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. It were to that point. Yeah, it would have to be in a college football playoff. Hand me those glasses. Oh, wait, they're too far away. Yeah, Zach Wilson has obviously had – this is a BYU advantage in this one. He's top 10 in completion percentage, efficiency, yards, TD passes, yards per attempt, total offense. And those are just the ones I told uh, – I, I put in there. We aren't sure who will show up for quarterback, but like you said, Bachmeyer and Sears. Bachmeyer's eight and one as a starter at uh, Boise State. Sears one and zero now. So combined nine and one. These guys win. That's what they do. It's Boise State winning his program in college football history. So BYU does have the advantage in this one, uh, but uh, Boise State has good quarterback play, no doubt. So the next matchup I'm going to present is probably the one I'm most interested in, based on what BYU brings back, and what Boise State is now missing. And that is the Cougars' offensive line against a little bit of a banged-up Boise State defensive line. Jerem, who has the advantage there? I do think, in my very biased opinion, that it is BYU's offensive line. Brady Christensen right now is the highest-rated uh, you know, offensive lineman in several categories. He's top five in overall offensive rating, pass blocking, and run blocking. He is... He is playing at a first-round talent type of level right now for BYU. And then James Empey has been good. That BYU line has been good. BYU running for 190 a game. The D-line obviously uh, battered for Boise State after the Air Force game. Dimitri Washington, the best pass rusher for the Broncos. Uh, they haven't said exactly what the injury is, but he is out for the year. It's believed potentially to be an ACL. Uh, Scale Igehan was injured last week as well. We don't know if he's going to play. So they're going to rely on Shane Irvin, uh, Irwin, excuse me, Keegan Freeborn, and Scott Matlock to solve the case of the injured Boise State D-line. Dimitri Washington might be the best defensive end in the entire Mountain West Conference, if not in the entire West. Like He's that much of a stud, and he means that much to his team. You should hear Coach Harson just gloat about what he is capable of, and it's, it's been a huge hit to the defensive side of the ball. That said, Boise State is in a position where they can recruit – typically a bunch of four-star guys now. They have that type of respect. So it'll be interesting to see who steps in. They have very much a next-man-up mentality, and for the most part, it's worked out if you look at what they've done on a regular basis. I mean, this team wins 10 or 11 games every year on average. That's just what they do regardless of injuries. So I am very interested to see who they roll out there and how healthy on the BYU side James Empey is at center because he was dealing with an ankle issue. Tristan Hodge is back. Is he back in game shape? Is he back to full speed? And I like Chandon Herring and what he's been doing a lot to join Brady Christmas and Jerem. So advantage BYU here, uh, but I don't know if it's as big as we might think it is, even with Demetri Washington out. Yeah, 6.6 yards allowed and 415 rushing yards against uh, Air Force. BYU's got a chance here. Okay, next up, Boise State's pass offense versus BYU's pass defense. This, to me, is an advantage in Boise's favor right now, and it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, uh, Hank Bachmeyer or Jack Sears. And I'm worried because Zane Anderson, uh, I don't think he's going to play tonight. And if Zane doesn't play, that's a huge blow to that BYU secondary. So, uh, if he can go and he is good enough, great. If not, then then BYU's got some shoes to fill. It's going to be Hayden Livingston or Jared Capisi, and those guys, for the most part, are largely untested, especially against this capable of a Boise passing offense. So it's going to come down to Livingston and Capisi joining Troy Warner. 
maybe BYU drops some more linebackers and a guy like George Udo has more of an impact or they bring over another defensive back and use that as like an extra safety. I don't know. BYU's going to have to get creative if Zane Anderson doesn't play against the Boise team that clearly has the capability to throw the ball all over the field. This is an advantage for Boise. Yeah, I agree. Boise State has the advantage. Perhaps uh, Jared Capisi fills in if Jared Udo, uh, George Udo moves back. The Zane Anderson ankle injury on a kickoff to end the first half was a, a big one. That is the thinnest BYU position in terms of depth on the team, in my opinion. So you look at the uh, explosiveness of Boise State's receivers as well. 60% of the yards come from two players. By comparison for BYU, the Romney-Milne duo, that's 52%. It's C.T. Thomas, 31 yards a catch through two games. His four grabs, 122 yards, two touchdowns. What you're seeing on the screen was the first play of the game on offense from Boise State. And then Khalil Tupac Shakir, 13 catches, 213 yards and two touchdowns. So watch out for those two guys. Uh, BYU will certainly have to defend them a little shorthanded tonight. Yeah, his initials are CT, and his teammates jokingly call him catch touchdowns. So that should be a concern for BYU. And he secondary. says it's for Cold Titan. That's his name. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> now to the running backs. BYU with the duo of Tyler Algier, who has been a very pleasant surprise for Kalani Satake's team this year, and Lopini Katoa, who's old reliable. And speaking of touchdowns, all that guy does is score touchdowns with his limited touches, matched up against an interesting duo for Boise State. George Halani, Van Buren, who came in and ran for almost 80 yards last week. Again, they're getting thin. The Broncos are at the running back position. So, Jerem, who has the advantage here? Is it uh, old reliable Katoa and the emerging Algier or the Boise State duo? I think it's BYU because we don't know if George Holani is going to play. Mountain West Conference freshman of the year, 1,000-yard rusher. That's 11 years in a row for Boise State. That's notable. But the way Tyler Algier is playing right now, 6.5 yards of carry, 7 touchdowns. I like that BYU offensive line more than I like the Boise State offensive line, who only has one returning starter, by the way. I just think BYU is in a better position. You mentioned Andrew Van Buren. I'm not a huge fan of members of the church against a dude named Van Buren because he's going to say, your cause is just, I can do nothing for you. But I hope that Tyler Algier and Lopini Katoa bring it tonight on the back of that O-line, which has been pretty dominant this year. Yeah, nice pull on the Van Buren reference there. That's uh, impressive, my friend. Halani, if he plays, he's the guy that ran for 1,000 yards for Boise State last season. The Broncos are like running back you. Remember what it was in 28? It was Alexander Madison, who's now in the NFL. They feel like Halani at some point will have an NFL future. Yeah, but if he's not healthy, then Boise State might not have a 1,000-yard rusher, and they'll break a streak of doing it for 11 straight years. They're getting thin there, and I'm sure BYU is ready for Boise State to rely a little bit more heavily on the pass with their speed at wide receiver and a banged-up core of running backs. So can This B- is an advantage for BYU. Can BYU get a pass rush and maybe play man like they did against Houston, or is the Zane Anderson uh, injury too big of a deal to do that? We'll find out tonight. Okay, finally, BYU seven games versus Boise State's two games. I cannot emphasize this enough. I feel like out of all of the things, this is probably the biggest advantage that BYU brings into this game because the Cougars just have more uh, of an idea of how to deal with uh, road environment and limited fans, and they've played seven games, so they know more of who they are. You and I have talked a ton about what uh, old Bob and I told us a few years back, that a team typically doesn't know who they are until they're like four to six games into the season. Boise State has played Utah State, who is terrible, 
See you last night against Nevada if you need uh, any recent evidence. And they beat an Air Force team that is beleaguered because they have double-digit cadets that are opting out because due to COVID. And, and they gave up 400 yards to that Air Force team. So I, I feel like BYU knows who they are. They have an identity. They know what's on the line. They are highly motivated. This is a rivalry. Trust me, BYU will be ready to play this game. It is an advantage that they are five games deeper into the season than Boise State is because the Broncos, they're still trying to figure some things out as well. When the players leave the locker room, I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Kalani Sataki yells, remember who you are and who BYU is, is number nine in the country and 7-0 and with a Heisman Trophy candidate. That's who BYU is. And they've figured themselves out through seven games. And who is BYU? It's a team that, yes, has not played a Power 5 program. But guess what? BYU has won by an average of 44-13. to BYU is wrecking fools. That's not going to be the score of the game tonight. This is going to be a brutal battle for both teams. But I think that the Houston game is a template for what we might see tonight, which is perhaps Boise State has a lead in the third. But in the fourth quarter... That offensive line and Zach Wilson and the playmaking will press on Bo- Boise State's defense, and BYU will take a lead and win by double digits in this game. I really feel like that can happen tonight because I think BYU's that good. But it's a big fight. It's a big matchup. So good stuff. Those are the matchups to watch between Boise State and BYU. Our question of the day, would, what would you give up to guarantee a BYU win tonight over Boise State, what would you give up? Um, honestly, I'd probably give up the hair on my head. I, I, maybe. Well, I might be at the end of the year tonight. if things go well. I'm not going to say that I'm going to shave my head, but but I'd, I'd, pro- I'd probably do that. That's how big this game is. It is so huge for BYU. And uh, and I love that you brought up the, the margin of victory, Jerem, 44-13. to 13. If this BYU team were – winning nail biters against this schedule, then they'd be number 25 Liberty right now, right? So it's it's the way that they're winning and to why they're still rising in the rankings. Yeah, I would give up all my sins to know thee. That's what I would give up. That's always my answer. Let's get to the voice of the nation. <laughs> this is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. Ooh, this is good. This is good. Paul Lacey on Twitter. You can weigh in on Instagram and Facebook as well. A Zach Wilson senior year. Oh, that's great. That's the right answer. It really is. Yes. New Year's Six well on played. the line tonight. That I is mean, well played. Massive. Continue to weigh in on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All right, coming up. Wouldn't you know it? We went after Boise State yesterday, Jerem, and the Boise State fans got a hold of it. And they are firing off hot takes in our mentions. And they're gonna Details find, on the way. They're going to find you on that golf course. And the Boise kid who beat the Broncos in 2015, Tanner Mangum, don't call him Tyler Magnum, joins us. This is BYU Sports Nation live from Provo and Boise. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight, check out Countdown to Kickoff, 8.30 Eastern Time. Spencer Linton is essentially our spuddy buddy in person at Albertson Stadium in Boise. Dave, Blaine, David in Studio C. Tonight, 8.30 Eastern on BYU TV to watch the guys warm up. Well, we are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Jerem Jordan. We'll get to Spencer Linton a little bit later. 
Our next guest on the show is joining us, a BYU quarterback who shunned the Broncos for the glory of Provo, a man who threw not one but two Hail Marys in 2015 to beat Nebraska and Boise State. He has the best arm of anyone on countdown to kickoff last year, that's for sure. He is Tanner Mangum on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Tanner, it's great to see you, man. How are you doing? Great to see you, too. That's, that's one of the best intros. You know how to make someone feel good. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, it's true. We had you throw the ball, and somehow it went all the way up to the press box. That's one of the more remarkable throws I've ever seen in my entire life, and, and it was fun to have you on Countdown to Kickoff last year. Um, let's, oh, catch up for a, let's catch yeah. up for a second before we break down Boise State. You got a job with Nike with Jumpman, which is pretty cool, man. It, it's been awesome. It's been a great experience. Uh, really enjoying the time, even though it's been all remote, essentially. Still having a, a great great time there. It's been a really uh, really cool experience so far. I should have thought of head. I have a, a, a head. I have a Jumpman, you know, hoodie. I should have worn it today. But that's my bad. But anyway, we'll get hey, we'll get it. No worries. No worries. Okay, let's talk Under about the Nike. Yeah, it's it's in the Nike family. It's all good. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about the Boise State matchup. So obviously, this game is massive. You you grew up in Boise. You're a Boise State fan. You're a BYU fan, right? Um, what's what's it like knowing? Hey, we finally have a ranked matchup between these two. This is a big game. Well. I think all of BYU Nation has been waiting for this game all year because finally it's their best shot at validating what they've done all year long. But if I'm Boise State, they've been sitting here watching BYU steal their thunder. Typically, this is BSU's role. This is Boise State's role in surprising people, dominating teams, making some noise in the in the playoff New Year's Six conversation. But now BYU is doing it. And so Boise State's been sitting there just preparing, waiting, waiting, waiting. And now finally they get to go head-to-head and see who has the upper hand. I think this is probably one of the most important BYU games in a long time. I Just with everything that's writing on it, with New Year's Six, potential playoff conversation, Zach Wilson, Heisman hype, a, a lot is writing on this game. And so it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, when is BYU the higher-ranked team and Boise State's the dog at home uh, and dominating the conversation, as you said? So Boise State does not lack motivation going into this game. Yet we're trying to figure out kind of who Boise State is. We don't know what quarterback's going to roll out there tonight, Bachmeyer-Sears. We don't know if George Holani, the 1,000-yard rusher from a year ago, is going to be able to play. We don't know if Zane Anderson's going to be good for BYU. So there's a lot of question marks uh, leading up to kickoff tonight. A lot of question marks, but something that Boise State has always done well in the last 20 years is that they can beat you with anyone. A lot of the times, they don't have the most uh, well-known or nationally known players, but they have some players. And, and you can just, just see, like, look at their success, look at the guys they send to the NFL, maybe guys who weren't big-time recruits. But I don't, I don't, to me, I don't care if it's Bachmeyer or Sears. They're, they're threats. Uh, it, you know, it doesn't matter – who they're putting out there, they're motivated. And Coach Harson is a great coach. He's going to have his team prepared. Playing on the blue is always tough. BYU is 0-5 on the blue turf, never won there. And Boise State's, one, highly motivated. Uh, two, you know, they're not used to being uh, underdogs at home. I think this is only the third time they've been uh, favored. or they've, They haven't been favored at home. And so... You, know, you, you combine that. You combine their uh, their they're fresh, they're healthy for the most part. You know they, they have some obviously some injuries at the quarterback position, but whether it's Bachmeyer or Sears, I think they're going to present some challenges. And I think this just like we saw against Houston, it might, it's going to be I think it's going to be closer than uh, 
than any game they've had just because of the challenge that Boise State presents. I think BYU secondary is what I'm going to be looking for. Uh, you know, how can they hang with Boise State's receiving core? How do they how do they manage their passing game? Um, it's, you know, BYU going to have their hands full, but I think this is the challenge they've been waiting for. They're, they're ready for it. Yeah, it's a validator. It really is. It's a bracket, yeah. a bracket buster of sorts. Boise State needs the game. They're going to run the table and feel like they're in the conversation if Cincy loses, so it's big on that end too. Uh, we're talking with Tanner Mangum on BYU Sports Nation. Tanner, give us a sense of this game and what it means in the Valley there for Boise State fans and BYU because for some reason these two – didn't really play. They played no 304, and then they didn't play till 2012. But now it's a staple for both every year. It is. In Boise State, a lot of people don't realize Boise, there are no sports teams other than Boise State. That is the team. That is everyone's team. And it, it, which, in a way, it makes it feel cool. It's kind of like a hometown pride thing. And, and uh, I mean, fall in Boise is fun. This, it, it brings back great memories for me of just going to the games on, on Saturdays and and uh, there's just there's a lot of pride that goes into Boise State football, and so regardless of, of who they're playing or or how they're doing, every game's big. Every game is is everyone's pumped for it. Everyone's excited for it. But I think this one's even bigger because BYU has become a rival. It's it's become a, a big rivalry game. There's a lot a lot of close games. Some not, but most of them close. And and then I'll, just like I mentioned, with everything on the table here with BYU kind of stealing Boise State's thunder, if you will, trying to trying to, to bust the bracket, which which is a thing that usually Boise State tries to do. They're, they're both coming for that. They're both coming for this New Year's Six uh, bid. They're both coming for, um, you know, creating some noise in the in the top 10 rankings. So, uh, for, you know, for Boise State fans, I know they're excited. And and I, I know BYU fans are obviously excited and, and deservedly so. Um, but uh, I, th- I think it's going to be interesting to see who can, you know, which team can kind of manage the hype, not 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 buy into the the national media, which is which BYU has been has been in all year long. Who can just tone it down, focus on you know, control the controllable, and uh, and and go out and execute. Obviously, uh, you know Zach Wilson very well, having played a, a season with him. He enrolled early, is with you all year, right? Um, give us a sense of what you've seen in the jump he's made from his sophomore to junior year, and now he's in the Heisman conversation. Man, Zach, he, this this isn't surprising to me, just because I know what kind of player he is. It was just a matter of can everything come together to can the pieces fall in place to allow him to thrive and succeed, and it's happening. This is what I've been waiting to see from him. I, I, I thought I might see this last year, but I think there was still just some kinks that needed to be worked out on the offense as a whole, health-wise. But this year, it's finally come together. He's playing so confident. And I think that's the number one trait that makes him so tough to defend is his confidence. He goes out there and he knows he can make any throw. He can make any play. He's not phased by what defenses throw at him. He has full autonomy within the offense. The coaches trust him. He, 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 he has a lot of input on what plays they want to run and what plays they want to uh, execute against certain looks. So he, he's just feeling having three years now in this offense, he knows it and, he, and, he, and he's been able to shape it and tweak it because it's, it's changed a lot from 2018 to last year to now it's, it's been tweaked. It's been molded. Coach Roderick, Coach Fessy Satake, Grimes, they've, they've had to adjust. They've had to adapt, but I think it's, they've finally gotten to a good place now where they've got some veteran players that they can really just go out and, and, and do what they do best and not, and they, they don't have to think, they don't have to overthink things. They can just go out and play loose. Uh, 
And I, and I think it doesn't, it doesn't hurt playing these lower quality teams as far as building confidence. They've gone out and just dominated. And sure, people can criticize and say, you know, well, who are they playing? But at the end of the day, that still builds confidence because it's it's you're getting game experience, game reps, and uh, and uh, you can see that everyone, especially Zach, is just playing confident on top of his game, and it's and it's fun to see uh, his talents shine week in and week out. Because I saw him, I saw him even in 2018 as a as a freshman coming out of high school, he had some some talents, and now it's cool to see it uh, being appreciated nationwide. This is what it was like to play in the WAC, by the way. It would have been fun, right? Uh, exactly. He's, Black Mountain West. Yep. It's it's that's what it's like. Yep. And, and and Boise State. That's how Boise State has gotten so good. Sure. They've lived in the whack in the Mountain West. Just dominated. Played some good teams here and there, and and, and won a fair their fair share. But it's not a bad recipe for uh for garnering national attention, getting recruits. You don't have you know, to winning, tell me twice. Yeah, winning is <laughs> winning is king. If you can win, you can get recruits. And, uh, and it builds confidence, and it builds a successful program. Yeah, absolutely. And a more expanded conversation, uh, definitely, with the schedule. Uh, I, I have some bad news to share. Uh, Zach Wilson only needs 110 yards to pass you for 12th place in BYU history in passing yards. I'm thinking that's happening tonight. Oh, it's definitely. It, it might happen <laughs> in the first quarter. <laughs> I mean, it, it might happen in the first two drives. Who knows? The way, the way that BYU has been able to start fast. Good for him. I mean, I, it was only a matter of time. I, I knew he was coming. Um Bummed that I'm losing number twelve, that number twelve spot. You know, just you know, twelve, the twelve and twelve. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, but it's all good. You know, it's, I'm only going to go down from here. <laughs> yeah, and let's finish with this. We have about a minute left, Tanner. Walk us through 2015, just the magical game, and of course the throw to Mitchell Jurgens. I've always noticed, hey, Mitch Matthews is in the end zone of that, but he get, he didn't get the target, and you had a lot of pressure in your face. But uh, the shortest guy on the field makes this incredible catch as you get, just get rocked as you throw it on fourth down to win oh, against well, Boise I mean, State. The, the first read was to Taron Houck. I was trying to get to Taron, who, honestly, one of the most underrated, underappreciated receivers. I loved playing with Taron. But uh, Boise State did, did a good job covering him. And then I had pressure, and I had to quickly you know, work across the field. And there's, there's Mitch running on field, single coverage. And I just tried to put it in a spot where he could go make a play on it, and he did. And uh, the, the, to this day, I think that's the loudest I've ever heard Lavelle Bruce Stadium was that play, which I didn't see. I didn't see him catch it. I was on the ground but I just heard the stadium erupt. And then when Kai Nakua got the game ceiling interception, it was just electric. It was so loud and a great memory just because it was my first start, uh, first game at home, playing against my hometown team that I grew up a fan of. And so it was kind of a magical game there. Always think about it when, when we play Boise State each year. Have, you know, I haven't had as, didn't have as much success after that against Boise, but I think, uh, I think today is BYU's, uh, BYU's a great shot of, of now going on the blue and getting their first win in Boise. Perhaps they can summon some of that magic. I'm getting the chills just watching those highlights. That was fun, man. Tanner, it was yeah, great to so. catch up with you. Good to talk to you. Thanks for the insight, and uh, go Cougs tonight. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Okay, go that's Cougs. Tanner Mangum. Don't call him Tyler Mangum. On the Deseret First Credit Union hotline, Deseret First, you know why we show how. What a, what a great memory. And he never, he never even sees the ball cut because he's on the ground just – you never think about it. he's the only guy that doesn't see it, and he's the one that threw it. That's pretty gnarly. Okay, coming up, the USA Today joins me on the scheduling hill. What? And we are looking for Spuddy Buddy's replacement. Wait, is that him on the golf course? This is BYU Sports Nation. He's just hitting into the water? <laughs> this segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management.
Kiki Solano has the most intense pregame episode yet to get you all set for BYU at Boise State, the top 25 showdown. Check it out later today on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. I'm Jerem Jordan. He is Spencer Linton, live in Boise, where we are holding auditions for the new ambassador of Idaho to replace Spuddy Buddy, perhaps. So, Spencer, have you found anyone? Well, we just had uh, Emmett from the Lego movie uh, blading seven irons into the water behind me. So <laughs> I'm not sure that qualifies as uh, Cosmo-esque, but it's something. You never know what you're going to see back here, Jerem. I mean, we got all sorts of characters doing their thing. So it's Boise. Should we be surprised? Yeah, we, we should not. And uh, we, of course, know that that is uh, Jared Jacobs of uh, Lego fame who makes all these sports videos. Uh, one of our buddies. We love Jared. Is he... In the water? No, oh, no way. I thought that was Happy. Gil- I thought that was Happy Gilmore's caddy, dude. Oh, is that, is that Happy Gilmore's caddy in the water? Move your hand. Move your hand. He's in the water. You're in a like a winter coat, and he's in the water. <laughs> All I know is he, oh, keeps, he found his ball. He keeps a wet. He keeps a wetsuit in his car, <laughs> and he searches for golf balls no matter what. Yeah, well, when you're a Lego guy and you work through the night, you know, you just need other things for fun, I guess. Jared's Jared's an outspoken Boise State fan that we've uh, had some fun with over the years. But, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, Who has more fun on the field? I'll have you know he was rocking his BYU Sports Nation T-shirt when he showed up this morning. I still think he's a closet BYU fan, whether he wants yeah, to believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's he's an import anyway. He's from Canada, and then he went to Boise, and he's like, well, might as well, you know. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, uh, we'll have more from Jared, perhaps. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Oh, I'm going to try and maintain focus here. <laughs> Jerem. What BYU Cougar not named Zach Wilson needs to be a difference maker in the game tonight against Boise State? Uh, It needs to be Jared Jacobs. No, it needs to be Tyler Algier. Six and a half yards to carry, seven touchdowns. Remember, Air Force ran for 415, 6.6 per carry. I think Tyler Algier's got an opportunity to go for 100-plus and establish the run game tonight. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it needs to be a BYU running back. I don't care if it's Tyler Algier or Lopini Katoa. BYU just needs to take advantage of that offensive line and get the run game going or the screen game to Lopini Katoa. That's where they can really start to emerge and show their advantage over Boise State. Who should be more bugged, BYU fans about the ticket situation or the Boise State fans about the BYU fans' reaction? Because we got a lot of reaction on Twitter yesterday from Boise State fans. Well, clearly, Boise State fans are more bugged. Whether they need to be, I don't know. But, man, that made for some entertaining reading last night on social media. At one point, I was called a blonde kid. Who's the blonde kid? I'm flattered that I was called a kid on Twitter, Jerem. Your mentions were hot as well. I don't think either side should really care that much, but it still kind of irks me that no BYU parents were given any tickets to get into the stadium to watch their game. It just seems weird. Yeah, I know it's only 1100 but at least some tickets would have been nice. Completely excluding BYU is still Bush League. Go ahead and tweet at me, at Jerem Jordan, J-A-R-O-M. <laughs> oh, Jerem, I know you're excited for what I'm about to bring up. USA Today and Dan Wolken wrote an article in today's edition about BYU's scheduling philosophy. He agrees with you, Jerem, in the quoted article. Jerem, is this the most validating moment of your broadcast and BYU Sports Nation career? 
Well, you forgot to mention I was in the article, which is fun. Um, it is very validating. Yet, the most validating thing will be if BYU actually strategizes differently in the future. That would be validating. Otherwise, it's just me chirping from this rammy umpum. You're quoted in USA Today, man. That's awesome. That's cool. I just... I need you to get the t-shirt, though. Like, you need to make t-shirts and sell them at jeremjordan.com. The schedule is too hard. Do it. There'll be seven, Do pe- it. There'll be seven people that buy the t-shirts. It won't be profitable, I promise. <laughs> hey, it's 70 bucks more than you have. Let's go. That's true. I can, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, Mark Pope says the Hoops non-conference schedule is close to being released, but the Cougars could possibly play six games in nine days. Is that a good thing? I don't know if it's a good thing, but I like it as a fan. I'm like, oh, yeah, man, six games in nine days, fantastic. Let's let's go, to quote Mark Pope. Let's go, baby. I don't know if it's good for the team, but I, I like it. How do you feel about it? This schedule? That's what he might say. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't like the idea of six and nine logistically for the guy's legs, right? Uh, but it's, it's COVID, and maybe if you have to play a bunch just to do it, and you may have an issue later and you don't know, like, okay, you maybe need to do that. If BYU and the WCC end up bubbling, there might be a chance where BYU's playing three in a week anyway, so that'd be six in two weeks. Um, yeah, might as well. Just get the games in that you can get. All right, Jerem, let's keep this thing rolling from Provo and the City of Trees, Boise, Idaho, on the way. Prop picks before a top 25 showdown at Albertson Stadium. And game notes. You want to sound a little bit smarter or a lot smarter? That's up to you. Game notes coming up after the break. This is BYU Sports Nick. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Radio's Cougar pregame live starts at 7.45 Eastern time with Jason Shepard, Riley Nelson, Greg Rebell, and Mitchell Jurgens getting you set for number nine BYU at number 21 Boise State tonight. We don't actually know that Jason's on the show according to the pictures, but if you listen, you know that he's on the show. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Live from Studio B with Spuddy Buddy and live from Boise as well with Spencer Linton and at Gold Yeller. Let's give you some game notes. Let's go. Okay, so these are things you can use tonight to sound smart with your friends. Okay, here we go. BYU's longest run of the season is 49 yards, and it was by Ryan Rico the punter on that fake punt up 35 against Texas State. BYU, uh, Ryan Rico has the longest run of the season, 49. Will we see a longer run this year, Spencer? Yeah, at some point, because BYU still gets to play North Alabama. So mark that down. Longer run against North Alabama. Also, Ryan Rico is not going to have anywhere close to 49 punts all season long. That's how good BYU's offense has been. Jaron, Boise State has gone 11 straight seasons, producing a 1,000-yard rusher. So if the starter and incumbent 1,000-yard rusher George Halani can't play tonight, I think that streak is in real jeopardy with the Broncos likely only playing nine games this season, eight in the regular season. And a bowl game. So is this the end of running back you and their streak at Boise State? Well, there's an asterisk on everything. It's all good. Man. Uh, BYU's outscoring opponents 111-24 to in the second quarter. That's the quarter where BYU has won a lot of the games. Now, in this one, I'm thinking BYU wins in the fourth quarter. But in the second quarter, BYU's been incredible. Well, that's a big stat you bring up, Jerem. Uh, I'd argue that an even bigger stat 
is for BYU to have a lead going into the fourth quarter because Boise State has won 121 home games in a row when they have a lead going into the fourth quarter. BYU needs to be leading going into the fourth quarter. Oh, I can't emphasize it enough. How many of those were top 10 teams coming in? You know what I mean? This is a different kind of matchup for Boise State, but obviously they're incredible on the blue. And our next game note is our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU is number one in the country in 10-plus yard plays. They have 136. That's awesome. Some of that has to do with the fact that BYU's already played seven games. But BYU has been great in almost every facet of football, right? You look at number two and 95 passing plays of 10-plus, and number three with 40-plus yard plays as well. So BYU has been explosive, and they've been punching it in the end zone. Let's see if that continues tonight. Jeremy, you were asking, well, how many of these games are happening against top 10 foes? Not many in Boise, but to Boise's credit, they're 5-2 and two against top 10 teams in program history, and they've won four in a row against the top 10. So there's obviously a little bit of concern there for BYU. That's incredible. If they were 2-5, and five, I'd be like, that's decent. Most teams aren't that good against top 10 teams, so wow, wow. Boise State is 28-1 in non-conference home games since 2006. The loss to Virginia and Bronco Mendenhall in 2017. So in comes another coach from that played at BYU or is the coach at BYU, right? <laughs> and hoping to do the same thing. I can get on board for that, my friend. And in case you missed it earlier this week, let's remind you that number nine BYU is the highest ranked team to ever play at Albertson Stadium against Boise State. In their entire FBS history, they have never played a team ranked higher than number nine BYU. That, to me, is wild. That is pretty wild. Also, this just in. Boise State was a two-and-a-half-point favorite when the line opened. BYU is now a four-point favorite. It has swung six points. I mean, crazy, crazy stuff. Five-and-a-half, six points. So, BYU, uh, highest ranked ever there. Only, what, third home dog situation for Boise State ever. So that is pretty gnarly. BYU and Boise State coming up tonight. Countdown at 8.30 Eastern. Okay, it's time for the Rootables, presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU number nine, obviously they need to win. And if BYU does win, what else are we looking for, Spencer, this weekend? Oh, we're all scoreboard watching and watching like a hawk after BYU wins, which has been every week this season thus far. Jerem, for me, at the top of the list is number five, Georgia, versus number eight, Florida. I'm rooting for the Georgia Bulldogs. Go Bulldogs, let's go. To take out the Gators, give Florida their second loss, take away any chance of Kyle Trask and Florida getting into the college football playoff and maybe diminishing his Heisman campaign a little bit. The Bulldogs need to keep winning and then lose to Alabama in the SEC title game. So they have two losses, making it look like all the dominoes are continuing to fall in favor of BYU. So that's top of the list for me. What do you got? Uh, I'm, I'm looking at uh, Cincinnati every week because I think if Cincinnati deoccupies the best of the non-Power uh, 5 spot, that that helps BYU not only for a New Year's Six, but keep the conversation going with the playoff. I don't believe BYU is going to get in the playoff, but I like the conversation around it. So it's Houston sure, against Cincy. Yeah. Go Cougars. Beat Cincinnati. Give BYU some more room to move. Some other games that BYU fans are going to be wanting to watch are 
not just teams ranked above BYU, but the teams right behind BYU in the rankings. So tonight, root for NC State to beat number 11 Miami. And watch out for number 23 Michigan. You want the Wolverines to bounce back against number 13 Indiana. Of course, the Pac-12 gets going, Jerem. It goes without saying that uh, the team up north plays a game. But you do, I'll watch you root who for you want there. It doesn't really impact BYU, but I don't know. It kind of does. Every Utah and game Carolina, impacts BYU. Touche. Arizona <laughs> State against USC is interesting because USC is projected to have a good chance to make the college football playoff if they go undefeated, as is Oregon. Well, you should if. be rooting against both of those Pac-12 teams. And the sneaky game for me is South Carolina and Texas A&M. I have the Aggies on major upset alert this week against South Carolina. And then have you heard some team named Notre Dame? I don't know. They're in a big game, but typically yeah. things haven't, they have, that haven't bode well for them in big games. They play Clemson. No Trevor Lawrence, although he will be on the sideline. He's out of uh, quarantine, but physically has to have so much time out of that to be able to play. So he can't play. He's going to have to watch on the sideline. That's brutal, man. But, yeah, uh, go Clemson in that one. Absolutely. Okay, those are the yes, rootables. Yes. Those are the rootables presented by BYU Food to Go. Jerem, coming up, a rise and shout-out and hopefully some type of explanation as to the madness that's been going on behind me. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. And tonight's prop picks. Jason's still in the lead. Will he have the lead after the weekend? We'll find out. This is BYU Sports Nation from Provo and Boise. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU Radio app. Download the podcast. It's simple. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. And now Jared Jacobs is swimming in the pond. Time for prop picks. Let's check them out. Jason up 22 to 19. Spencer and I tied and behind. Let's bring in Ben Bagley to give us some info, baby. All right, let's start with the first prop pick. The last time Zach Wilson played on the blue turf, he went 18 for 18. Conveniently enough, he's completed 19-plus passes in all but two of his games this season. Will he complete more or less than 19 passes tonight? I say more. Uh, and by the way, he completed exactly 18 in both games in Boise in 2018. 18-27 to 27 against the Broncos, 18-18 of 18 against Western Michigan. I'm thinking he goes for 20-plus in 2020. Yes, I think BYU needs to have more than 20 passes completed to feel confident about scoring enough to beat Boise. So, yeah, I'm going above that too, Jerem. And the leader, Jason, he's going more as well. Second prop pick, more receiving yards. Khalil Shakir, Dax Milne, or Gunnar Romney? I think Dax Milne, this is the day I finally uh, have Dax as the leader in this. Uh, He's been so impressive. There's no reason Dax shouldn't or couldn't be the guy who leads tonight. I'm never going against a guy who has graduated from the most underappreciated offensive player on this BYU team. Dax Milne is going to lead this category. Plus, I gave him the BYU Sports Nation karma. You may as well just oh, give it to over. him now. It's a done deal. Oh, yeah, it's done. Jason wasn't aware of that. He went with Gunnar Romney. Third prop <laughs> pick. Avenge, uh, average score of the series is 28.2 to 22.5 in Boise's favor. Tonight's winning team will win by more or less than five. I'm going more. I really think in the fourth quarter, BYU is going to uh, have an extra score that 
puts BYU in double digits with the win. I, I, I know it's crazy, but I really feel like BYU is going to win by 10 plus. Jerem, I hope you are right, but I still think this is going to be a close game. I really want to be wrong. I want to be wrong in this scenario. I hope BYU does something that they've never done, not just win, but win big. But I still think it's going to be close. Just a note of clarifications before we just say the obvious and say Jason went or. Are you going 17 plus, Jerem? No. Okay, just double digit. Plus. Just Got like it. straight okay. at straight <laughs> at like 10. Okay. All right, fourth prop pick. Isaiah Kafuzi's averaging 6.5 tackles per game. BYU's averaging seven scoring drives a game. Uh, will there be more Kafusi tackles or BYU scoring drives in this game? Scoring. Ooh, I think there will be more Isaiah Kafusi tackles because Zane Anderson's probably not going to play. There's more work for Isaiah and the linebackers to do. Jason goes tackles as well. Last one, winning team will score more or less than 28 points. More. More! Okay. And Jason goes more. Those are the prop picks. Thanks, Ben. Question of the day, what would you give up to guarantee a BYU win over Boise State? Our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, at BYU Spud Bud on Twitter. Jerem's hair! Well, I wouldn't, but I would for the college football playoff. Okay, today's Rise and Shoutouts are presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Okay, listen, uh, there's been some acrimony between BYU and the Mountain West Conference, but I, I give it to the Mountain West, Craig Thompson, for allowing Boise State to play this game. This is the biggest game on the schedule, top 25 matchup, national audience on FS1 tonight. This could validate BYU into a New Year's Six, so thank you, Mountain West and Craig Thompson. Yeah, I'm just going to amend it to a shout-out, not a rise-end shout-out for Craig, and to Eagle Hills Golf Course for letting us hang out with this crazy guy, <laughs> Jared Jacobs. <laughs> Thanks to today's guest, Tanner Mangum. Sorry to Dennis Pitter, we ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, hashtag BYUSN. For Spencer, I'm Jerem. Shout-out to Fielding Abbott. See you tonight, 8.30 Eastern for Countdown to Kickoff. Go Cougs!